starting a venture is like uh, if you uh, are thinking of starting it you have already thought of it for far too long anyway okay so probably you're just looking for a push because most things are sorted i mean it's just like love with if it's really occupying that much of the time and your mind you should probably give it a go you know if you're thinking about it so much and if you're making an effort if you're reading about it if you're looking for it if you're doing research if you're checking on blog if it's taking up so much of your mind then i think you should go for it right because you'll anyway be useless trying to do something else because your mind will come back to it you know but if you have chanced upon this just now then i think you should uh, think more until your brain goes completely useless and you're incapacitated to think anything else and then you know you're ready really because everything happens in your mind and uh, you should put your bucks where your mind is if it's on your mind if it's on your mind a lot that much that you have to tell yourself to bring you back to what you're doing then you've already drifted namaste hello welcome to punership diaries i'm shweta your host for this show Each week I interview either solo pruners or entrepreneurs or mom pruners or side pruners from varied fields and expertise. If starting a business is on your mind and you want to learn the nitty-gritties of running a business or you want to become a solo pruner, jump right in. Let's explore the intricacies of taking charge of your own business. Welcome to Punership Diaries. Today we have with us Pallavi Budhagiri. She graduated from Bangalore Institute of Technology in BRC. She simultaneously started off her career with a scholarship job in a third year of architecture. She draws both hands-on knowledge as well as formal education from our alma mater. She went on to work on several larger projects as well that included public projects, cultural redevelopment, community housing, spatial and interior design. development of design in micro and macro environments she is the principal designer of me design studio since 2012 and co-founder of we projects she has won accolades around the world uh, with over 6 international awards features and citations she believes design is the answer no matter your question and today i'm so glad to have palavi with us and i'm so excited to have a conversation about architecture buildings and all many things more so palavi welcome to my show and it's such an honor to have you here today welcome thank you thanks a lot for inviting taking the time and uh, allowing me to share how it is how the world is for us and also to understand how we see the world through our eyes wonderful this is part 2 of the episode with palavi bhutikeri i mean so many aspects i think you covered it all and uh, you know how to you know come up with a venture and of course the challenges with uh, that come with it and how you can uh, put across yourself and of course sail through it get into your form <laughs> lovely all right um so palavi could you tell us about uh, we projects i know it's a think tank uh, kinds but yeah could you explain more about it as to what it is well like i was saying earlier that uh, i feel we lack in systems when i say mm-hmm. systems mm-hmm. it is a uh, large scale solutions is a system like for example uh, how do you get uh, groceries every day 
you you go, you go out you buy and now we have a system uh, of course that is that's like a very rudimentary way of saying a system it's not really a system mm-hmm. system but whenever uh, i have looked at design i have seen that there is a lot of challenges at a system level mm-hmm. nowhere it's not a norm yet so uh, i had this we projects when i was making me design studio also that's the whole me we you know so it's like me is the studio right. and we projects is when we collaborate with several other disciplines that forwards design and architecture and that solves urban problems and urban issues as a designer you're able to talk to people of different tiers economic tiers social tiers um, demographic tiers also you know mm-hmm. so what do you do with all that information can't just be that you're just meeting up and nagging about it or you're just depressed and say oh we have a bad system most of the times that's what you do when you meet up with like minded people you're like this is not working so probably the r&d that people who are devising systems don't have which mm-hmm. you are readily having because of your everyday activity right so we projects was really uh, done uh as a think tank what it is so we bring uh, our data and uh, a reality check from the studio and we formulate solutions large scale solutions which are uh, design specific you know which lack design or which lacks intelligence you know so we devise systems or methods or solutions which you can imbibe so you have intelligent solutions which makes your life easy okay which is like a support system for the whole architectural part of it see again uh, every architect has a certain attitude to how he wants to practice some people are right. thoroughly invested in what's the new material and i have always been inclined about how you want to make the world around you better yeah. you know yeah. so a lot of things uh, which are taken for granted which doesn't have to be i'm very intrigued in making those things better yeah so work happens there because we bring in people from other disciplines like sometimes uh we have uh, some sort of a forwarding thing which needs uh, an electronic solution and so we collaborate with people who are from that department and we uh, find out better ways to do something we also do the research we bring what we need we investigate and find out what it is that we don't have uh, uh, we are a nation of a very large population and nothing happens unless you make some dharna or you sign some sort of a petition <laughs> not because people yeah. are people at the administration level are ignorant but we already have a lot of pressing issues which is there in their uh, you know political agenda already and you don't need to wait for something to blow so much and so yeah we uh, in the projects look at those aspects how to make things better how to devise a system how to imbibe things which help like sometimes we even have aspects of construction so we came up with this thing where uh, we work with a lot of new contractors actually we work with a lot of new vendors i've never said no to any new person who wants to sign up for our existing project so i just evaluate his work and if if i feel he is competent uh, we sign up but what happens is that we are only like probably how old are we 60 years right 
our nation is just 60 years old and take like a ballpark mm. so uh, you're only looking at good proper education from 25 30 years so in our mm. context in indian context there are a lot of people who are very good at work but who are not educated enough which means if you yeah. want to have them you need a whole support system and mm. either you have the support system on your expense and have them or you don't have them at all so that's a choice you make so after a lot of struggle and everything we start i started this thing where if we have any vendor who is not uh, competent with the uh, ability to read i have worked with people who don't know how to read okay like you can give them a, a written script and they wouldn't read it they'll just look at the diagrams and they'll do you know like they yeah. look at the lines yeah. that's how rudimentary i don't know why in other countries workers have a diploma there is a school for carpentry like a university where they teach you hands on carpentry so in some way but it takes time i think like i said we are a third world country so it takes people time uh, for them to become organized and so how we came up with this is that we have workshops that we do with them so we only we don't try to educate them no we are not mm-hmm. teachers we don't educate so what we do is we i meet them and i find out or we find out what is that they're lacking for them to contribute for this particular project and right. we give them two to three workshops where mm-hmm. we make them read understand tell us what they understood and prepare them for them to do that job on the place there okay so that way when they're actually doing the work they know what they're doing okay and so they're prepared like i said rubber meets the road you can design the most beautiful tire okay but mm. at the end of the day the guy who drives the car is really responsible for what it is and if he's a terrible driver no matter how amazing the tires are he's going to crash right you can give the most perfect drawing but the guy who executes it could say if he doesn't know his job so efficiently or how it's supposed to be he may not you may not get the right product so what we also do is that uh, there we are limited by who does the work so it is sometimes possible that you come up with a certain technical drawing and the guy doesn't have the skill to do the drawing but he has a different type of a skill to do the same thing then sometimes we come back to the drawing board and we make the thing according to his skill so that he is able to do it as per what he wants to do like for example i sometimes have a contracting team which has a very strong fabricator fabricator is someone who does work in steel then i slowly right. have to shift my output to more of metal work rather than concrete work so a lot of informed choices you have to make like this but once you decide all the aspects i don't like to go back because it it shifts the whole organized uh, workflow so this is one of the things which i have done and it's been very successful you know so okay. we are able to work with so we make mock ups and they spend time they also understand and then they ask us back and then after we do these two workshops or how many workshops it takes then they are very prepared on site like they know what's going on and most importantly we are able to keep the budget of the project same you know the cost doesn't escalate you're getting things on time and you're able to open up to working with more people than whom you originally signed up for exactly okay yeah. and nothing is left for chance sometimes when there are higher tier people they try to push their incompetence into lower tier people because 
uh, mm. they are unable so there is a lot of accountability in place because of that it's it's a very small thing but it contributes in the overall uh, health of the project so we do a lot of things like like putting uh, you know we had this one project where uh, we wanted to put breathers around the trees which is not done in india it's done everywhere abroad you know in india we concrete or we cover the bottoms of the tree with pavers and uh so especially in bangalore that's why trees fall down because it's just like a stick right let's say there's a lot of flexibility and if you hold it too much at the bottom it's going to snap right assumed and said that when rainy season onsets they like to chop off trees and they say it's for the well being of the people but the problem really is a tree right. is an organic being okay and it has yeah. roots it spreads it's going to move so everywhere around the world we have something called we have these metal encasing around the tree which is uh-huh. done in very thin metal there's no concrete so the flooring yes. comes and stops there here what happens we take it on to the roots and then the roots move and our footpaths go they da- start dancing they ask me when we go to sites how do we get rid of this tree and uh, so so we tell them you can build around it it's possible right yeah and you know, accommodate and so to bring that awareness so we started doing this sort of sizing tree catchers and the the metal thing around it so it's a win win actually right so yes. everybody wins when you have those metal rings around the tree breathe it's done everywhere in the world i don't know why we don't do it here we should actually do it here because uh, tekken plateau is black soil it's very good for vegetation and india being an agricultural mm-hmm. nation we actually have largest amount of uh, uh, vegetation for per square size ratio to any country uh, for being a third world country who is also into a digital age we have the largest uh, you know agricultural ratio i'm not saying compared to china or thailand or other places where or africa maybe where they are still on staple here we have a good size of both okay so a lot of systems like this we do a lot of research and then we come up with these systems some are electronic oriented some are technology oriented some are system oriented so right. it's it's a way in which to make my life better actually you know rather than sitting <laughs> yeah, and waiting absolutely. for something to show up we can use the information we have and figure out a solution and then True. if you have a solution you can give that solution to uh, like the homes i do now we do the metal ring catchers they're very happy you know and around that yes. we put the rainwater harvesting so that uh, water gets harvested and like when we do large projects okay. also we absolutely avoid chopping of trees and uh, we don't i don't like things to be displaced off why should always the neighbor have a tree you know no anyway <laughs> my neighbor has it i don't also need to have it there is one on the other side <laughs> what if everybody thinks like you <laughs> Yeah. and then i have some funny people who say no no don't worry madam for this tree i have planted 10 other trees i said if you plant 10 in cherapunji it will not help you have to plant it in this surrounding <laughs> no already there's lot of rainfall there we don't need more trees there <laughs> yeah he'll say no i built 10 yeah. in my tota i said where is your tota it's not here <laughs> so it's not uh, proportionate you know yeah so we projects was uh, something i started together with a lot of uh, firms actually have this system but when i started i didn't know any of it it was 
it's just something I wanted to do and uh, I didn't even know what it is I I don't tell advocate to most they're like you're an architect but what do you do I was like I don't know I feel something is annoying me and I want to give some solution for it yeah. and it's making my life difficult you know and uh, right. at least uh, I want a solution for where I am facing problems in the work that I'm doing and you want also to take it and do you can take it and do it you know but uh, I can't wait for somebody to kind of uh, brainstorm and say no but it was your job so why aren't you I mean if they're new to do it they'll probably do it you know so we projects really has no definition because there are a lot of things okay. we're working on which is under NDA so I can't share this is only because there are systems I'm able to share we are doing uh, some work which is very IP oriented. Uh, we, we we obviously cannot share all those. I mean, you'll you'll eventually know when it when it comes out, and uh, it's very hard for me to put a label on it as to what it is that we do. But it's just something that we're doing to make our tomorrow better. That's it. Lovely. You know. So Lovely. whatever it is, or if because sometimes I feel like I can see the solution, but I don't understand why it's not being done. So then we take the extra effort and we call the people who are professors and, and we say, you know what, but is something wrong with the solution? And they're like, no, but it can be done. And we're like, okay, let's do it. You know, it's mostly like that. Yeah, got it. We, I always start by inquiring, you know, this is what we think. Is there something available like this? They're like, no, but nothing is there. We don't have this right now. I said, then, okay, we will do it. If you have it, you give me, I will use it. <laughs> if you don't have yeah, it, exactly. let's do it. Okay, unless it's not possible, then you come back and tell me. Uh, if it is possible, if it is a little challenging, you want to try it out, try it out, do it. You know, and then I ask them, well, who else you need? What what other person? You, they give me some sort of a list. I need this, 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 this person. And you just it's figure a... somebody out who comes into that. And it's just, right now, it's just, that's how it's been going. Because uh, Got it. it's, it's an unknown territory. You can't really have any specific measurable values of goals yet. If your research is very, very good, you could be very close to the answer that you want. If your research is not good, you will stray because you've not covered all aspects. So we projects was done like that. And uh, I needed that to tell people what it was when I would bring the team together and having them work. So, yeah, now we have uh, so many challenges. So slowly we'll start looking at all of these challenges at a larger scale and uh, do something about it. It was done like a sort of a yin-yang, you know. So the studio purely handled absolutely defined work and we projects was like the peripheral things around it, which sometimes made uh, these things very difficult to take on. So something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we get an idea about the Me Design Studio and of course the We Projects, but that's quite some amazing work out there. Um, lovely. Um, just heading on to the last two questions. Uh, one is, of course, uh, related to the pandemic. So how has the pandemic affected your work or business, uh, both in a positive and negative way? See, it's a, it's, it's a personal take. I'm very fond of having my own space because it, it, it really have, helps me think. And in usual scenario, I block off like three, four days uh, work I have this habit of documenting so when something is troubling me I usually document and I come back and I look at it I feel like something's here not proper it needs to be resolved 
So a little bit of continuous uh, thinking time allows me to resolve those things. You know, I, I don't mean like drawing or nothing like that. It's something a little more pressing than just deadlines and drawing. So I, I don't, I'm not complaining about this pandemic, but I'm not used to being secluded for this long. Usually my, my space is like two, three days maximum. And I'm, I'm a little bit fast also. I, I make decisions quickly. And so I'm able to wrap what is annoying. Yeah. So this has been a little tough. Like last year, it was very difficult because uh, it's almost like a cage. But if I would look at it to my professional aspect, yeah, the business part is not very great. But um, architecture in India is always looked from a traditional approach mm. from the people who are the larger funders of the profession. Okay. So I'll repeat that. What I'm trying to say is that yeah. it's very kind of new, modern and popular with the demography of people who are not actually contributing for the funding of the profession. I mean, the young people. Okay. Ah, the actual right. players, like let's assume if I have to design like a new city in India, mm-hmm. what do you think will be an iconic structure there? So we take reference from history. Of course, that is not a bad process of thinking because you want to pay tribute to your forefathers. You want to build a culture. You want to, But if you build too much culture, it takes you backwards. Mm. I mean, if you're walking forward with a blindfold, or I, I usually like to say this, that when you're riding a vehicle, an automobile, you cannot ride an automobile without your rearview mirrors. And it's equally dangerous to look only at the rearview mirror. You cannot yes. build tomorrow where you're only looking at your history. But that doesn't mean you should disacknowledge history. Okay. Mm. So, like I said, it's a vision, right? There should be a yeah. vision. That vision should have a reason. It should have a logic. Mm. It should have the future of the people for whom you're making the vision. Their future must be invested, right? But what do we do? The guys who are funding a large part of this profession are still grounded in some things where they're not looking at vision. They're looking at uh, maybe some sort of uh, dynastial uh, importance or they feel like if we edge to modern, we may lose our ethnicity or we may lose our culture. Mm. I'm not saying it's a wrong thing, but who are you building it for? Right. What do they want? Or rather, which direction would you want them to go? Mm. You know, so... A lot of thinking has to actually happen. And I'm not saying anything is good, bad or right, wrong. I'm saying that I don't see the reason for a certain choice. I don't see a long-term reason for it. I don't see a long-term justification for it. Simply because my forefather did it, so I wanted to cannot be the only reason to govern it. It's a very important reason. It gives you an identity. But is that the identity you would want to take tomorrow? Like, for example... What if your forefather also did the same thing? And what if his forefather, we would still be in huts, mm. okay? Or we would be in caves, right? So so there's a little bit of what are you bringing? An ideal way to bring is values and not outlook. Mm. Your values that make you must be grounded. Your mm. outlook must allow you to reach forward, you know, because your outlook yeah. gives you more avenues and openings and your values make mm. the foundation. So why I'm saying this is because a large section of the work that is invested in architecture or invested in this profession, it's being funded where things are still a little backward, you know, there's still a traditional approach. So as architects, when we ask people or ask my team, 
and when i tell my workers you know what i'll give you a break just go learn english and come they are not interested <laughs> i tell them you can learn it in 30 days you are so smart you are able to madam i managed so long why i need now <laughs> it's fine you know there's a lot of traditional way of doing things and they just want to do it because it's working you know so this forced environment is making things more digital so i am seeing in my experience that a lot of people were digital world is not present to them it's opening up for them mm. you know and anything towards future even if it is a little forced it's good to open your mind and for, so i don't see it like a bad thing when it's concerned to my profession you know but yes. in a way uh, going totally off geography is not good also because it reduces accountability when you don't have physical presence people lose accountability it's very easy to hide behind a screen and not be accountable or be be constrained with reasons be reasonable you know reasonable is not a very nice word it's used in a very humanitarian way but being reasonable can also mean that you are just always surrounded by reasons sometimes you may have to go beyond reason so i have actually seen the good and the bad like a lot of my uh, on-site work it's getting better because they're opening up to the digital world they're making effort to read drawings they understand that we are not going to be there and they don't find it odd anymore when i tell them you will only get these many citations or yeah yeah i can understand and it's difficult so it's it's a good thing the reason is not great of course by this mm. confinement is not good it's good if you can make use of that for something that will better our lives like if if people are going to get better if they're going to read news more if they're going to take their environment seriously if they're going to become more hygienic my god i was so happy that uh, you know you don't have to scorn at someone who spits on the road people still do it it's good that people are getting more hygienic and so i'm hoping that they will bring come and bring this into their homes and i'm hoping that True. i sometimes when we give good size they like no no we don't need so much big gen we don't i said you need it believe me you 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 need us how you're supposed to live i mean you're so used to adjusting you don't understand there is there is basic there is adjust basic and lavish okay you should have basic amenities we're mostly adjusting and so i am seeing a lot i have not seen this much change in such short periods of time Right. like so much shift i have not seen especially when i have not done anything about it <laughs> but i'm in a way happy that uh, they're not complaining and they they're actually wanting to learn they're like can you show exactly. me how this works and i want to know like can you install this and uh, we would want to know of course i have nothing to complain about my engineers contractors they're all up to date and they're all aware and all that right. and of course the other thing also is that we are i'm archiving a lot of my old work i have mm. so much of time right so uh, yeah, yeah. a lot of the work uh, i was not able to archive because we didn't have this much of a platform to share and uh, to document in a certain way so i'm sort of digitalizing mm. all that documenting it oh. and making a better nice. uh, inventory and revisiting a lot of ideas which were good which were more uh, pertinent it's like a remote scholar you just have to kind of uh, use the time to be uh, in a very uh, uh, 
non grounded it, it, it's, there's nothing realistically can measure the growth of somebody in this period but believe oh, yes. me everybody has become wise you know you can't measure it but uh, when you see people when you meet this this sort of this uh, after storm quietness which means that the person has gained wisdom yeah, yes they really sound yeah. more wise and i mean there are many ways i'm glad they didn't turn uh, senile and go mad and, and people have taken the other approach of uh, you know investigating in themselves and sort of uh, inward thinking and yeah. they all have evaluated their lives and where they stand what they want to do lot of lot of people are asking us farm houses and if i'm anyway oh. in my house i might as well go somewhere far and live and yeah yeah i'm yeah. <laughs> getting a lot of retirement requests and early retirement plans and it's a reality check people are like what am i doing with my life right <laughs> this forced pause that has come into existence again i said in my profession now uh, i meet a lot of people who are going to fund their lives right the people i meet in my demograph are not people as posing my clients they're not people who are under 30 easily never you know unless it's like right. the small yeah. things they want to do but as fellow architects it's very difficult they're all panicking and they don't know what future lies for them they don't know what's going to happen with colleges shut down remote learning is just not uh, something that uh, is possible Mm. you know you need one on one learning and so colleges have right. taken a lot of beating and i don't know actually what uh, will really happen how would you feel if you send somebody at the border if he was not trained to save himself you know so rather than i think there's a lot of conversation on television about schools exams and i always wonder that's all fine but what are they going to do when they get the job they will not know what to do with it you know they won't have the knowledge when you are studying you feel like the exam is really the end of the world and you feel like this huge amount of opportunities lying in front of you and then i just need to get through this bit this exam but you will realize much later that those numbers are not guiding factors you really need to have the knowledge if there's no interaction if there's no college there's no knowledge you can't learn these professions and correspondence and communication it's not a masters see the the whole thing of an masters is because in bachelors by the time people try and do masters they are anyway committed for their lives okay they're not in school you don't need your dad calling you every day to do your homework have you studied <laughs> you're going to spend another 20 30 lakh on your education you better be serious about it so correspondence is possible at that level because you are committed on your own you know you're driven yeah you're not driven for plus 1 and plus 2 okay you're not driven when you're 20 21 you're not driven you're frustrated you're like by the end you're going to be like look i have this degree give me a goddamn job <laughs> you are more like that and you get a little wiser right. after 5 6 years you're like you know maybe i really don't have that much skill that's why i'm not getting job i may want to up my skill that's the conversation you will have after 5 6 years after you got your degree you know self evaluation begins so i'm a little concern about uh, i get a lot of trainee applications i'm not able to take trainees because we don't know if we will get into a physical environment and how soon it will be and uh, i don't know it's it's all very new and nobody is to be punished and it's nobody's fault really so we are all equally grappling with the situation and we're just taking it as it comes 
trying trying out different things and seeing where we go that's the only way because we don't know what's going to happen i know it's it's so very uncertain career shift is a very very big deal i guess uh, you only have that many years also for you to be relevant you only have that many years for you to be relevant like i said no uh, eventually that's the that's the time when you feel you're ready you can take a leap of course all that checklist and all you should sort of you know so career shift is a very big deal that's what it is at the end of the day i think we just have to take the chances and uh, yeah i think being relevant and you know, doing what was needed at that point in time okay so especially during this time of course we're talking about the pandemic so well being is of a, the utmost importance uh, so what is your well being routine like and uh, what do you indulge in apart from work there's no issue of well being yeah because um, i think for 5 years um, there's a lot of putting down in the curriculum you know I think the first year I was like totally depressed you know I was like <laughs> really my work I got redo like seriously like is something wrong with you like sort of lot of beating up has happened thoroughly uh, the five years I think I'm able to lift myself up by now <laughs> <laughs> so you just thoroughly trained to uh, pick yourself up and to really distinguish between what's happening to you is not who you are okay yeah. it doesn't define who you are right. it's just a measure of how you're handling something that's it and that is not a fixed thing that is not you if you don't like how yeah. it's going you can change it yeah okay so to arrive at that place to distinguish took me a lot of time but <laughs> eventually yeah so redo is just because i have not done it well it doesn't mean i'm a terrible person <laughs> it's not a reflection of what kind of an architect i am no so if pandemic is not happening it's nothing to do with me <laughs> okay <laughs> it's a phenomena <laughs> it's not my manifestation i haven't made it i am not the cause of the failures that's happening around <laughs> so if you say that three four times to yourself you'll be fine <laughs> wow amazing <laughs> so that kind right. of clarity it takes some time to come the once you get it you're able to distinguish between reality and and the whole uh, fact that i can if i want to change what's happening to me tomorrow gives you a lot of freedom like you know if it's not working so i'm going to change something from my end i cannot change the other person i can't I can't change my environment so where should I begin I should begin for myself yeah. right so you can work on yourself and make things around you better the whole thing of helplessness is because you don't see an avenue so you're like helpless so first thing is to empower yourself and say that something I can do for myself first you be well and then you can take care of others you can help society is by helping yourself first you are also society okay so first empower yourself and help yourself there's a lot of personality trail issues which you know like being agitated or you can't do anything with it because you're accustomed to a certain lifestyle and you're forced to live in a certain way but perform the same way there's the sort of some sort of mental turbulence you know because you can't yeah. perform in a certain way when you're so attuned to be in a certain environment like see i like to work in my studio i don't like working at home you know i don't like noisy neighbors and you can't think you can't focus concentrate and but this is how this is this is home you want to know and then you wake up you say what what happened auntie somebody was screaming <laughs> what <laughs> right you know, 
that is small things is very indian of us to do that and have close neighbors and greet your neighbors and but it's not a very nice work environment to be in okay and uh, like i remember uh, i had so much load shedding i called bescom i said what is the matter with you guys they say what is this madam suddenly all of you people want to work from home all our high load is going to commercial areas in mg road now from where just for pandemic we will shift all the power okay you guys have issues too okay i am so so you should people also should understand no everybody is working from home everybody is working from from where we will provide so much power so load shedding is happening you know your comms right. apps off your net is not good and you know because yeah your structure is not designed for you to do so much work from here you know your power is right. domestic it's not commercial and all the place where it's commercial areas are all shut <laughs> yes i mean these things even we don't think no you're like you're supposed to provide you're not providing right so many things to learn from the pandemic and of course it's made us wiser <laughs> in all aspects you should separate yourself from your situation you'll start feeling better i'm forced to eat healthy because i'm at home so i'm just <laughs> eating clean food lovely <laughs> gardening indulging in uh, uh, growing plants and you know also it's a nice time to learn new skills or to read uh, about new skills and and like i said i was investing in a lot of ways to formalize uh, methods you know to make the process smooth so we just reorganizing that and archiving that that is also nice for me it's no different i i like what i do so as long as i'm designing every day i'm usually feeling pretty well uh, sometimes it's a little annoying because uh, i'm unable to meet the client one on one and meet discuss and i hate telephones It's, it's not a good medium to i don't know old school maybe so yeah build the rapport and have that interaction and it's it's more easier that way rather than being virtual <laughs> i don't know maybe of course there is something promising in it see i've always had this complaint that this whole uh, it's a very important pa- aspect of planning where you say uh, if you see a lot of well developed uh, countries like new york and manhattan mm. there's a business district and then there is a sleeping suburbs okay mm. this is a phenomenon right. that yeah. happens in every cosmopolitan city so there is a trade hub and then there is a superficial hub okay so it is so stupid that everybody leaves from the circumference at 9 o'clock and they reach the center yeah. and then they just go back and the number yeah. of hours yeah. it's weekend there and it's engaged here and then it's weekend here and it's engaged there so uh, if you have if you have a country like china where infrastructure is really really good if you if you want you can read up like uh, cities like beijing and shanghai the infrastructure is designed for the next 80 years mm. you know like here we are we are a little back leg they are forward by 80 years or if you look at uh, apparently in america alternate fuel like uh, a storage bank or that is more expensive than direct electricity okay yeah. versus here in india our solar panels and all it it actually helps us save save electricity there they have it in surplus so for them it's cheaper to tap in directly rather than save it into a ups and so everybody's uh, social economical structure is different so here the problem we have is that we are like a mini one of these metropolitan cities now so everybody goes to these work cores and everybody comes back and a lot of traffic is only because the whole premise of p car is that 
everybody is going on play everybody is going on rashar pikar it's there's nothing wrong really of course now in larger organizations you have smaller yeah. suburb clusters is that's the reason a lot of it companies have homes in and around their neighborhood and it is happening it's not like it's not happening there's like i said there's a pros and cons of it you know so many things like this i mean it would have been nice if we chose it rather than it thrusted upon us in a forcible way apparently twitter has made it official that it's going to operate mm-hmm. work from home itself right they have totally dissolved their uh, physical office because they're like we are online so why do we need a physical office so conscious moves like that it's more respectable if you choose to make it rather than you're forced it's very barbaric when a, a pandemic has to force you to be more wise right you know i i go back to what i was talking about how intelligent the society is you are intelligent like if somebody would look at us the first thing they would think is internet smart city <laughs> so they're like oh they were all geeks <laughs> and they're just so invested into these things that's it it's just those two lines you know about architecture and society and history what it makes it's a reflection we are so busy judging everything and everybody but uh, we will also be judged tomorrow mm. based on our choices and our moves we make and we will always be that civilization who hunted whales and who made many of organisms disappear and uh, yeah and that they needed a they needed a pandemic to awaken themselves like you know if you know bangalore history there was cholera bangalore was one of the first indian cities to get electricity mm. i think it was 1919 i'm not sure so we we were one of the first cities to get electricity and storm water drain okay oh all right yeah it was so unheard of and uh, if 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 you see the southern the town hall and southern part of bangalore which is the original the, the market from where the origin happened and the cantonment so they were forced to come up with box drains and electricity because there was a very bad cholera no pandemic they were forced to maintain hygiene because it was spreading so badly mm. so what did we learn in 100 years yeah so it's also about how we project ourselves and like if we had maintained hygiene and if we maintain i mean social distance 5 feet is not social distance 5 feet is what you really need to give between people in public areas anyway right exactly yeah that is not social distance as a respectable distance i was very happy when they said social distance i was like very good mugging won't happen molestation won't happen groping won't happen i mean you are at arm's length you're safe you know exactly this is actually yeah. how much distance you should give when you're in a public place anyway you're not meant to stand next to each other and, and i mean it's it's stupid right overcrowded and that's how you are with people whom you know at home or with friends or when you're in public you maintain distance <laughs> yes <laughs> we have to true. learn this the difficult way and theft drop chain snatching stop and uh, so much of social crime really came down which happens because of crowded areas you no know, pickpocketing and yeah uh, i think the only time they reported uh, crime again is when atms got opened up and people were pulling out money when they came out of atm cash outs uh, yeah. that's about yeah. it otherwise i didn't read i don't know if anything happened or if police stations got any reports but i think it's drastically reduced yeah a lot of things uh, we must learn especially thing like hygiene maintaining physical distance in public places giving people 
their space. This, I think, we should carry on even when there's no pandemic. This whole thing of rushing in and, uh, you know, you also feel a little relieved when you're otherwise... You feel like a tourist in your own city. You're holding things safe and you're holding on bags and you're scared somebody will mug you. <laughs> All right, so some good things are there, some bad things are there. And some of these things, I think it should continue, especially hygiene, keeping your city clean and sanitizing your hands and, you know, hygiene and restaurants. These food vendors wearing head caps, really eating clean food. And this can be taking care of your health, not ignoring it. Yes, and I think people have become aware it's a good thing. Some good will happen, some bad, yeah. But see, except for human beings, every other creature on this planet has only, only gained. Our ozone has come back, our seas are cleaner and oceans are cleaner, oxygen is back and... uh, Yes. A lot of good things, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, we come to the last section, which is uh, like the rapid fire. Okay, you need to be quick. It's just about... Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions on the personal, the professional front. And um, you, so you could answer to me in a word or two or a couple of sentences. Okay. So I'll totally leave it up to you. Okay. All right. So do we get started? Yeah, sure. Um, the first question is, what is your ikigai? Uh, what is that one thing uh, that you would do no matter what is happening around the world. So Ikigai is nothing but the reason for your being. So what is that one thing that you would do no matter what is happening around the world? I have to listen to music at least uh, 10 minutes or 15 minutes. I have a terrible day if I don't have. So I don't care what's happening. I have to. It's something I need to do. Okay, perfect. Music it is. All right. Um, any any person who has inspired you or any book which has inspired you? So you can talk of either. Actually, one of the main reasons uh, I like practicing is because I meet such people all the time. <laughs> I feel uh, you can't work for someone if you don't appreciate them. I really, really uh, feel all my clients are very inspiring. One of the reasons I work with them is because I look up to them and they're all great people. They've accomplished so much and the choices they've made. Every day is learning. Yeah. It would really daunt me the day I cannot practice anymore or for some reason I have to stop it. I always feel I will stop meeting these amazing people and it will be terrible. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right. So the third question is, hypothetically, if you turn out to be the richest person in the world tomorrow, what would you like to do? or would you continue to do what you're already doing? Yeah, I probably do what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I would maybe add a few more tricks to my hat, but I wouldn't stop. I don't think I would stop what I'm doing. Super. All right. Any building or monument or structure that you wished you had designed it? It's the Eiffel Tower. Oh, wow. Why so? It's such a spectacular thing, don't you think so? For the time it was built, for the feat it achieved, for the presence it got. I mean, just go and look there. It's just stupid bare iron. It's nothing. Yet it's not modern. At the same time, it is, it is, it is so basic. And it's associated with something so elegant like romance and love and like life and like it's I don't get it, okay? And I don't know if it, I have in my capacity to recreate it. And uh, funny because an engineer built it. 
<laughs> for me that's like a marvel yeah. okay like even if i remove one thing from it it loses integrity it will probably fall down at the same time what level of engineering you should have had to even put it yeah. up to start with and it's kind of timeless so for me from i mean of course there are many wonders in india like taj mahal we have and all but i think i can make another right. one if i want to i'm able to because i understand but this i don't get it all right moving on the last question what is your definition of success my definition of success is when everything is happening <laughs> <laughs> super <laughs> yeah simple <laughs> It's happening. Awesome. It's happening. You're successful. Ask anybody. Is it happening? Not happening. No, not successful. Happening or successful? <laughs> so wonderfully said. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just one last thing is. Um. So what is that one key takeaway that you want to give the audience? Uh. It could be any last few words or a tip or a lesson to the new pruners. you know who want to start this entrepreneurial journey or who are already you know sailing on this journey but want to get on to the next level so what would you like to say to them first of all i am an architect and please tell people that we exist okay <laughs> kindly spread awareness okay. it's a serious profession and i think people should respect that <laughs> okay and uh, we need to be aware about the contribution of It's profession like any other profession. It's a huge thing to contribute for, and it deserves the respect that we put the effort into it for making it first, which is awareness of who we are. Because you need to understand who is dispensing this <laughs> advice for you, right? Starting a venture is like uh, if you uh, are thinking of starting it, you have already thought of it for far too long anyway. Okay, so. probably you're just looking for a push because most things are sorted i mean it's just like love with if it's really occupying that much of the time and your mind you should probably give it a go <laughs> you know if you're thinking about it so much and if you're making an effort if you're reading about it if you're looking for it if you're doing research if you're checking on blog if it's taking up so much of your mind then i think you should go for it right because you will anyway be useless trying to do something else because your mind will come <laughs> right. back to it you know but yeah. if you have chanced upon this just now then i think you should uh, think more until your brain goes completely useless and you're incapacitated to think anything else and then you know you're ready right. really because everything happens in your mind and uh, you should put your bucks where your mind is if it's on your mind if it's on your mind a lot that much that you have to tell yourself to bring you back to what you're doing then you've already drifted so yeah even if you're writing down in a, in a book saying i want to devote this much of time for it and you're working but if you're prompted in devoting time and doing research or chancing upon seeing your videos then it means you are putting some steps and taking some effort you know sometimes you can be a very re- disciplined regimental person in your mind so you're not like a free bird you don't let yourself wave out so taking a cue from your own behavior if you are making genuine notes and if you are considering then uh, trust yourself you're obviously considering something that should be taken seriously depending on which stage the your listener yeah. is in it is for them yeah a job is super and great okay i am definitely not against it if i didn't have a dreaming mind i would do a job it's it's really great it's great there's nothing wrong in a job <laughs> absolutely if you're thinking about it it means in some way you're ready 
and there is no rule book for really what happens on the field you have to write your own rules there's no team there's just you also <laughs> you have to be the center man the front guy the back guy the whole everything all the roles <laughs> uh, goalkeeper everything <laughs> lovely wonderful all right last thing how can anyone reach out to you email uh, could could you tell tell it out for the listeners there's a official mail i have given you right me architect.080 at gmail.com the best way to reach me is to please write me do not telephone me then you will feel i am rude because i may not pick up so yeah yeah you can write to me uh, that's the best way and if you have my number and if you have to reach me please text me all right <laughs> and of course we have social media i think uh, i have a studio presence on social media you can ping yeah i'm reachable in many places ashri and and goes by the name me me design studio dot in is instagram there's an office account on the facebook linkedin professional you can linkedin that's also good great uh, so i shall uh, you know leave these links in the episode description you most welcome we also partnered uh, there is one uh, organization we working on in the pandemic they have been uh, promoting people to learn offline i think they are all uh, sort of uh, for people who are aspiring into what kind of careers they want to be in so we've put up some shorthand courses there you know like if okay. if if it is somebody who wants to see what is the process we do in the studio like if there are architects uh, who want to go on their own and they don't understand what it takes from a to b to c and all that we have put up educational content there so they'll really understand how much because there's a lot of effort you have to put okay yeah it's there we see when you are at work you're probably doing a part of what the whole organization is doing right and it's not linear also because when you are a younger firm you will probably get paid a little lesser than a well established firm because they have infrastructure to support right so right. most likely right. you are probably doing the job and you have to do a lot more for the same type of money i don't know if it has missed your mind but you should have taken into account of that but in case if it's missed your mind you will be doing a lot of lot more work and a lot of your time will get occupied with that there is um, let's say through the course you get present you know what physical constraints you will have to realize something because you have to put a lot right. of man hours like whether it is software or systems or what's the level of uh, involvement you want to do there used to be this very nice organization called i reboot this is before pandemic i have gone to a couple of their things where uh, we talk to uh, students who are just passing out it's a lot like the mm-hmm. leaflet with we used to get except it used to be on paper right so uh, this is where uh, real people from different professions come and they give a talk and uh, okay. these guys will listen to what they have to say and they will ask them questions and then they will make mm. an informed choice about what career they want to pick and if right. they really okay. thought if it is really that you know like i have some architects who tell me i just took architecture because i thought you can travel the world <laughs> i said that's not architecture that is tourism <laughs> uh, no but i have seen architects in that thing take photos of <laughs> so Uh, that's no that's tourism okay you're traveling the world if you're a tour guide or somebody and so sometimes you can uh, be uh, in in some sort of a misconception about what really the profession is or what you signed up for because now we can't physically go and meet we are 
we've done that for students and we've done that for practicing people also it gives them an insight into what effort i take for me to produce a certain type of work that has given me what i have got today okay it's not like that is the only way to do it, but this is what i am doing for me to get these kind of results okay so it just gives you a window of what i do and what are the things i do for me to get certain kind of results and how do i do certain way if you're interested they can check it out otherwise if they're able to gain from this also great all right i mean that's a wonderful initiative and i'm sure people who are interested will reach out to you so pallavi i mean thank you so much for this um, amazing and insightful conversation i think there was a whole lot of aspects that you covered uh, of architecture and of course about entrepreneurship and um, many things so i'm so glad uh, to have had this talk with you and uh, thank you so much so honored to have you on my show you're most welcome you're welcome it was really nice talking to you well there was part 2 of the conversation with pallavi putikati Well, uh, some of the things that we spoke about in this episode is about OE projects, uh, which is a collaboration uh, with other stakeholders uh, to help solve urban problems and also with respect to uh, providing solutions um, in the urban development arena. Uh, we also looked into how the pandemic has been for Pallavi uh, with respect to uh, business and on a personal uh, front as well. and also um palavi did speak about business about uh, career shift uh we later uh, we later spoke on uh, the well-being aspect and um how one can help oneself in this uh, particular uh, situation and the pandemic it's more about uh, empowering oneself and doing the inner work and also upskilling oneself and also uh engaging oneself in, in the hobbies or other activities that one can well this was part 2 of the episode with pallavi budigari thank you for joining me on this episode if you liked the episode and felt this had some value then please comment in the description section and also share the link with your friends likewise you can comment on instagram or take a screenshot of the episode and post it on instagram stories don't forget to tag me @shwetasikrish invest in yourself as this is the best insurance you can have no matter what life throws at you 